Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time of day it is when you may tune in. This is Minister Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and we're delighted that you've tuned in. Thank you for joining us today for another episode of our Truth Tidbits as we continue reading through the scriptures this year. God bless you and welcome. Today we are still in the book of Revelation, but we are drawing near to the end. And so today we are continuing forward in Revelation chapter 22. Today I'd like to cover verses 6 through 10, and I'd like to begin by reading those now. Then he said to me, These words are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show his servants the things which must shortly take place. Behold, I am coming quickly. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. Now I, John, saw and heard these things. And when I heard and saw, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel who showed me these things. Then he said to me, See that you do not do that, for I am your fellow servant, and of your brethren the prophets, and of those who keep the words of this book. Worship God. And he said to me, Do not seal the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. I'd like to stop there for today, and let's consider these words. First thing we notice here is that there is a verification given to us of the certainty and the truthfulness of this book and that it is scripture and it is revealed words of prophecy. We also had the verification that the Lord sent his angel, his messenger, here to attest this to John. The same God who spoke and used holy prophets of old, like Moses, Elijah, Enoch, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Daniel, Zechariah, and many others. This angel servant is merely one of those, according to his own words. He says he is a fellow servant of John the Apostle. He says he is a fellow prophet from among the holy prophets, even though he does not name himself. So we don't know if it's one of those that we know about through the scriptures specifically. It could be. He says that he is a fellow disciple. He is another person who is just a servant of the Lord, keeping, obeying. I want to talk about this word for keep because it means to watch, which can include to guard from loss or injury, to defend, preserve, and pass it on. These are some of the ways that this can be understood. To treasure it, to prevent it from escaping, to keep an eye on, to note it, and to maintain it. It includes both application and obedience, keeping the eye on and maintaining, but it also includes a defense element. To prevent it from escaping, to watch over it, guard it from loss or injury. And notice that this is the logos, the word of God. This is the words of the prophecy of this book. It is part of God-breathed scripture. And it's very important. It's a very, very important book and I believe that's why God wants us to read it, hear it, and then apply it and, and keep it because it comes with that specific blessing. And it's part of the reason 
I believe, is because it's so important. The book of Revelation sums up the unfulfilled things and gives us the complete wrap-up of the entirety of God's desired revelation of Jesus Christ to mankind. It wraps up everything we need to know about his second coming. It wraps up every unfulfilled scripture and prophetic word that is yet to be seen and brought to pass. And so Revelation is that book, and it's very important that we not only read it and not only hear it, but that we keep it, that we guard it, that we keep our eye upon it, we maintain it, we defend it, we obey it and apply it. And it is the Word of God. It is Scripture. It is Scripture, we are told here. Notice that this angel, this servant, this messenger, this prophetic messenger that God sends, tells him, do not worship me. No angel and no human being is to ever be worshipped. Only God. Satan always desired worship. But no worship can ever be given to any angel, good or fallen. No worship can be given to any human being. Worship belongs only to God because worship is a recognition of the worthiness of that person to receive exaltation and praise. And only God is able to be worshipped. Only God is worthy of our worship. And we saw that plain and simply in Revelation chapter 5. John is telling us about the messenger here. He's also telling us about the message. And so now in this section, we also see more of Jesus' own words. He says, behold. In other words, pay attention, listen up, because this is important. I am coming quickly. At my second coming, and all the words that are yet unfulfilled about me are now coming into being, coming to pass, going to happen quickly. Now, you might say, well, John wrote that 2,000 years ago, so where is the quickly? The word quickly is talking about shortly, soon, by surprise, without delay, suddenly, swiftly. It's ready. It's in a state of readiness to happen promptly, meaning at the perfect time. It's like when you have an appointment to meet someone and you are meeting them, say, at one o'clock for lunch. You want to be prompt. You will be right on time. You won't show up at 1.15. You might show up at 12.45. You know, maybe you're one of those people that's very early. But God's going to come at one o'clock. He's going to come right on time. He's going to come promptly, just like he did the first time. The Bible tells us in Galatians, I believe it's Galatians chapter 4, 4, in the fullness of the time, God sent his son. In other words, it's like setting a kitchen timer or something when you've got something cooking in the oven and it's supposed to be there for 30 minutes. So you set the timer for 30 minutes and it ticks, 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 ticks away. It just kind of clicks away. But then at 30 minutes, when that timer goes off, it's a ding, ding, ding. It's a buzzer, and it's time, and it's going to happen then. This is kind of what God is telling us here when he uses this, I am coming quickly. He's coming promptly. He's coming at just the right time. 
It's going to be a surprise to us. God knows the time, but we don't. It's going to be in his perfect time and without delay. If it's an appointment, say, like we mentioned earlier, for 1 o'clock, he's not going to be here at 105 or 130. He's going to be here at 1 o'clock. He's going to be prompt without delay. And so we're told here to keep, this is to attend carefully and take care of, same word that we've seen before, to attend carefully, to take care of, guard, to keep one in the state in which one is now, to observe, to watch out for, to keep watch on, to watch over protectively, to mark attentively and heed, practically observing these things, storing them up, keeping them in custody and maintaining them in obedience and in treasure so that they're guarded and you are defending them if necessary. John is told that he is to write these sayings, these words, these logos, sayings of God. These are not just any words, but they are God's own words of prophecy, telling these future events revealed by the Holy Spirit through divine revelation. And John is told not only to write these, but in contrast to what Daniel was told centuries ago, John is now told that he must keep them open. He must not seal them up. These are not to be private. God wants us to know because the time is close. The time has come near. Daniel was told to seal up those words, close them up. At that time, it was not time for the full, fullness of the revelation, but the revelation for those words would come later, we are told, at the latter days and in the end. So that's why now those things are coming clearer to us, especially when you consider other prophetic words and revelation itself. But when John writes his book, he is told that they are not to be sealed up. They are to be read, heard, and understood so that we know what is ahead because the Kairos time, the appointed fixed definite time for them to be fulfilled is close. God wants us to understand the wrap up and the fulfillment ahead of all the things that were yet to be done according to the word of the Lord because every single word that God has spoken will come to pass exactly like he said, period. We're told here the proof of these prophecies also is the testimony of Jesus. In other words, the evidence given concerning Jesus. We already see multiple prophetic words given that were all fulfilled exactly as the scripture said they would be in his first coming. They were fulfilled exactly right exactly true to every single word and every minor detail as well as major details. And they were fulfilled on time. They were prompt. There was not one of them that was tardy or late or delayed. They were evidence through the exactness of those past prophecies that gives proof to the exactness of these future ones. Just like everything was fulfilled at Jesus' first coming, 
exactly to a T matching everything God had sent, so too will it be at his second coming. And every word that God has spoken concerning it will be done exactly as he said. We understand the blessing that comes by reading, hearing, and keeping these things. And we're told here it's because these things will shortly take place in the fixed position of a brief space of time these things will begin to happen. Now you have to remember 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 8 and 9 tells us about God's timing is much different than ours. We learn there that a day as far as God is concerned is to him as quick as a thousand years is and a thousand years is as quick as one day. There's no difference in the sense of God's keeping of time. Now, there is a difference in earth time, 1,000 years and one day. And God is not saying in, through Peter there that they're the exact same. But the point is that as far as God's mindset goes and his perspective, they are just the same in their shortness and brevity. So God is telling us here that in a brief space of time, these things are going to shortly take place. They're shortly going to happen and come into being. I want to close us out by the exact same words that this book of Revelation began with. Revelation chapter 1 verse 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants things which must shortly take place. And when we were entering this book and we were looking at these first few verses, we understand that this must shortly take place is similar to labor and delivery for a woman. When these things really begin to happen, just like labor pains, when the real labor pains begin, they will continue. They will grow in intensity and in frequency, etc., until they actually then produce the birth of the baby and what was promised comes to pass. It's the same kind of way here that John is using this. And in the very first chapter, as well as in the very last chapter, these things will shortly take place in God's perfect time. What we are seeing now is we're seeing them building up to that. We are seeing the stage getting set. We are seeing more of these things coming to pass in greater intensity, in greater frequency. Therefore, we know that the Kairos time God spoke about is at hand and Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is coming quickly. And at this time when he comes, he will fulfill everything that remains to be fulfilled exactly to a T as it was prophesied. John began this book and ended this book with this same declaration. It's coming soon. These things are coming soon. Jesus is coming soon. I pray that this has been a blessing to you today. And Lord willing, you can join us again for future episodes of Truth Tidbits. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.